Now they've got another shorthanded rush. Stone is in, stops, he scores! Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Over to the right side, sixth attacker is on. Carlson to the left, Petrangelo shoots wide, rebound, score! Chandler Stevenson ties the game. 4-4 with a minute 35 to play. Power play goal. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at LBSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Pacific Division All-Star coach Bruce Cassidy on the bench tonight for the Golden Knights uh, taking on the Florida Panthers and we are looking forward to perhaps more Vegas Golden Knights representation in Sunrise, Florida for the NHL's All-Star Weekend next month. It'll be Logan Thompson. It'll be the head coach. And will it be Chandler Stevenson or Mark Stone or Jack Eichel? Uh, go on down the list. Uh, you can help out by going to NHL.com slash vote and casting your ballot. Or you can use Twitter by tweeting uh, hashtag NHL All-Star and then including the player's name and uh, and just keep submitting that tweeting that and uh, and that'll help get things done have you done it yet you guys have you completed your tweet of all all-star support so i i haven't directly tweeted uh but i have retweeted a couple of times today which is probably more than you've done so uh i don't retweet but i have well right tweeted. exactly exactly yeah. how about you chapman have you jumped on board no not on the tweet thing no have you been busy no, I just uh, have been voting the other way. Well, you can do both. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know. It, fe- it feels weird, I think, as as a member of the media tweeting that out. I think at least if I, if I vote, it's a little more discreet. Okay. Now he's leaning on principles, like leaning hard into Chat, principles. Wait, oh, yeah, yeah that, that doesn't work, Chapman. You are the voice of the fans on this show. Like, you yes, can't, I, you can't I, lean on journalistic integrity right now. Listen, I'm, a, I'm totally on board with, with winning the money at the end of the, the parlay contest, Michael E. Minden, the fashion show mall. But uh, not with this. I, I, I feel like it, it should be secure. The, here's the other thing. I, I, I just don't want a player to see and be like, oh, why did you vote for me? Do you think they're tracking Chris Chapman's I, I, Twitter listen, account? I, I think everybody's tracking Chris Chapman's Twitter Alex account. Alex Petrangelo is following going, oh, no, no, not Chapman's at all. voting not even a little for Riley that, that's Smith. What, that's what they have burner accounts in. for. That's why these guys all have burner Chapman, accounts. Chapman, if they were following your tweets, there, there'd be some interesting conversations happening in the dressing room. Like, come on, buddy. I not, do have interesting conversations your... in the dressing room, No, though. no, no, no. no. Oh, come on. They're not tracking your tweets. Oh hmm. come on, if man! You, they're 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 all out, following they're us. Gonna, so you didn't you didn't retweet Danielle's message earlier today? I did. Yeah. Okay, so that they're going to see it on your yeah, on your feed you anyway. Well, well, Chandler Stevenson. I, I mean, that's fine. Which you got a chance to uh, hang out with today. Let's go to that conversation first, and then we'll get into Bruce Cassidy ahead of the Vegas Golden Knights against the Florida Panthers here with Chandler Stevenson and Chandler first off what do you what do you make of this push to get you into the all-star game like how flattering is that that the fans think so highly of you that there's a push to get you in the all-star game yeah I mean it's exciting um you know it's something that uh it's kind of pretty crazy to wrap your head around um and I think you know there's a lot of guys on this team that you know could go and should go so um you know, to be one of those guys, it's yeah, very, uh, very humbling for sure. You got Florida tonight. 
they're they're not having the season that they probably anticipated or wanted. I know a lot of guys will say, well, we just play our game, and, and that's good, but is there a different type of mentality, like mentally, that you have to take when you're playing a team that's desperate and, and really has to start doing everything possible to get into the playoffs? Yeah, for sure. I think that's, uh, you know, you, you kind of see that in games when, you know, you have a two, three, four goal lead uh, on teams, they have nothing to lose. So, um, you know, you usually, you know, you're kind of on your heels because, you know, you're, you're trying to keep the puck out and they don't really care if you score and they're just trying to do everything. So I think, yeah, that's something that, um, you know, teams that are desperate, I wouldn't, you know, consider them to be desperate. Um, you know, they're a good team and a lot of firepower and you know one of the you know highest uh, offensive teams in the league so um i think it's you know about us and our system and um just kind of having a better game than we did against la and um regrouping and just you know taking advantage of the home ice i think that's kind of this seven game stretch what we've been focusing on is just being a better home team uh, the second half of the year here now, were you one of those guys, obviously, you just mentioned the L.A. game. You want to get right back out there maybe the next night or two, or are you okay with having a little time off in between these games? Yeah, with how the schedule's been, it was nice to obviously have that break. Um, for games, I mean, you know, you got to have short-term memory whether we want uh, the game. You know, it's still short-term memory. You're not going to, you know, carry that on to today that, you know, oh, we won last game. It was so good. Um, you know, you just got to flip the page and uh, move on and I think that's you know something that uh, you know we've been focusing on Florida uh, ever since that LA game and uh, just getting back to you know getting guys healthy and um, any tweaks or anything you had uh, you know just feeling good about yourself and um, kind of recharging I think that's what everybody you know did for the four-day stretch there. As a fan, they're, they're a fun team to watch, but I'm sure as a player, you don't really look at a team as being a fun team to watch. But what really stands out to you about the Panthers? Um, I, I think just, you know, their offensive, you know, side is, uh, you know, outstanding and, you know, two uh, really good goaltenders. So, um, you know, I think that they're, I wouldn't really say run and gun, but, um, you know, they definitely can put the puck in the net uh, if you're not careful. And, um, you know, if your details aren't there, then uh, they'll make you pay for it. I want to switch gears a little bit. Who who gets to play DJ in the locker room after a win? Uh, it's usually just one song that we play after a win. Um, but usually uh, Theo's our DJ and is the guy that's, you know, controlling the music. I've heard Dancing Queen multiple times as, as that song. So is, is Shay the guy responsible for Dancing Queen? Uh, it's usually kind of a mutual thing of a win song. Um, I don't know how... I don't, I don't think that's the win song. That might come on after, but I don't even know what our win song is because I've never heard it before. But, um, yeah, we, we just kind of... After that one plays, it's just kind of whatever comes on next comes on. All right, man. Thank you. Thank you. Good luck tonight. All right, are are you happy? Let's start with the the pursuit of the <laughs> mystery surrounding Dancing Queen by ABBA. Are you happy with that, or do you think perhaps that he was pulling a fast one on you? Well, when he said he doesn't know what the wind song is, that, that kind of threw me into the, the idea of maybe he's hiding something, because I, I can't imagine these guys... Because they've won a lot. Yes, yes, exactly. So... It, it would lead me to believe that 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 he probably has heard the wind song before, and maybe he knows what it is. But maybe maybe there's maybe it's a closely held secret. But 
we now know who gets to play DJ in the locker room after you, a win. Do you feel any closer to the truth on this subject? Absolutely not. Because I didn't sense, maybe I missed it. I, I, I didn't really sense a lot of follow-up, firm follow-up with Chandler on that. Well, Because you tried to surprise him with it. I'm going to change gears here, and then you hammered him with the song. Well, yeah. when, when, when he said he doesn't know what the win song is, I, it, it kind of led me to, to all right, I'm not going to get much more out of him. So, Oh, you were intimidated. No, no, I, I, I just think that he's keeping it close to the to the vest. He's not gonna he's not gonna disclose any more information. So, um, I I would like to find out before Shea comes back because I know when he does come back, there's going to be people asking him serious questions and well, rightfully so. But just wait a couple of games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, as long as they keep winning and we keep hearing Abba as we're walking into the locker room, I, we're we're halfway through the season. Yes. This has been on your mind since probably the first time you heard Dancing Queen. Yes, which was probably probably it was probably right around somewhere between Halloween and, and Thanksgiving that that right. I heard so it for the first time. So we're talking about a month and a half to two months now. Yes, yes. Without really any movement on why that's well, the wind song. To be fair, no, no, he he, he, fair, huh? he didn't say it wasn't the wind song. He said he doesn't know what the wind song is. He says it might just come up in the rotation following that. No, but, I think he's trying to to throw you off the scent. Yeah, you, sure. you throw me off the scent. Yep. Yep. Yeah, but well, I wouldn't say that it, it took a, a huge effort by Chandler <laughs> to throw you off the scent. Well, he is an intelligent guy, so he, it, he, it, he, it, I got the sense was he didn't answer it pro- the way you wanted, and then you just moved on. Well, it was already four minutes, and I didn't want to take up any more of his time, mm. so I have to be respectful of that as well. So yeah, anything longer than four minutes is a podcast. Yes, yeah, that, that's my rule. I I I have to be respectful of the, of the time, so. You know, I mean, he he's a guy who gives good answers. He he he's an enjoyable guy to talk to. So, um, you know, I I, I I looked at my watch. I said, all right, I got to wrap this up. So, but I I I I still have to get in there and talk to Cotter. That's who I wanted to talk to today, but I didn't get to see him in the locker room. So, uh, but uh, yeah, that that that's the next guy I'm going to talk to because I have a feeling he might be a little more loose with. See, Chandler's a, a seasoned vet. Has his name on the Stanley Cup, so he's been around a little bit. He he knows you, better than to just disclose it to me. You better get to Cotter soon because they're on to you now, Chapman. I, I well, think apparently so. they're following him on Twitter. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and they listen to the show, so you have as no shot. In. You have no shot of uncovering this. I, I, the I, origin story, the reason, like none. It's of it. not going to stop me from trying, though. I may never find it out, but. You you not trying for the first month was the was what stopped you from finding. No out. no no. Do, I, do you guys remember the show Quincy? No, he was clue. A, a medical examiner. <laughs> no. And way, way back when, and yeah, he, way he back was, when his right like this form? eclectic, goofy, uncomfortable, weird guy. He was a, he was an Emmy, but he he solved all these cases. It just took him a uh, it took the roundabout way to get there. That that's you, Chapman. You're taking the roundabout, entertaining way. You're you're just getting further away. That's the problem. We got to start getting back towards the answer. Well, we'll get there. You know, I mean, there, there, there's a couple of guys. Unfortunately, this team is is very close knit, and well, not unfortunately. It's good for the for the fans and the team that they are. But unfortunately, they're close knit. Unfortunately for me, trying to get to the they bottom, like each other. <laughs> no, for me, trying to get to the bottom of this, I I, I think that that maybe. Uh, Maybe, maybe maybe there's there's like in the group text. Hey, that guy wants to know about Dancing Queen, so we we, we can't let him on. I want to get on to Bruce Cassidy, <laughs> but be, before we leave this, there's one 
thought that, that I just want to clarify, okay? Okay. Uh, what's the goal of this? Like, wh- what are we trying to answer? Because I, I, I've kind of lost track of, of what the target is. Are you trying to figure out what their their goal, their their game-winning song is? Or is it just why they play Dancing Queen? Why why they play Dancing Queen. Okay. I, 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 kinda, I lost track of what our target was. No, no. I mean, I... I never get to hear the first song, but I have heard Dancing Queen, so I want to know the origins. Like, it, it would be cool if, like, they were they were at a bar or something, and that came on, and someone on the team started dancing. Oh, this is what you're after. That, 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 that's what you want to know. You're trying to be the smart guy, uncovers the the glory of yeah, he the yeah, he so wants of the glory. Yeah, yeah. of he course. Wants, he How, wants it to okay. be. They, listen, and then then they could put my name on the cup because I'll be the one oh, who broke the story gracious. and and. The rallying cry of, of Wait a ABBA. Wait a minute. You just said they'll put my name on the Stanley Cup, yep. and, and, and five minutes ago you were worried about journalistic integrity and not tweeting things? Are well, I mean, listen, I, 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 can, I can go both ways on this. Uh, can we get into <laughs> yes. Bruce Cassidy Unreal. and uh, play his availability today ahead of the game against the Florida Panthers? How ready are you to play another game at this point? <laughs> Yeah, I think we had a couple of good days of practice. We needed it. Uh, a couple of good days of rest we needed as well. So let's get back to work. I think the schedule amps up here till the break. So uh, good opponent, quality opponent. Um, so if the guys are ready to go, they should be. Um, energy level was high yesterday, this morning. So um, let's get going. A lot of times we hear, we just got to play our game when you're playing another team. But Florida, maybe not having the season that they had preferred, a team that really has to really turn it up to get the playoffs. So is there a different mentally approach that you have to take when you're playing a team that might be a little more desperate? Well, I hope not. I hope we're ready to play every night no matter who the opposition is and you play to your level, your expectation, not <clears throat> down to theirs or up to theirs for that matter. I mean, yeah, you want to ramp it up when necessary, but you're hoping you get to yours all the time. So that's the way I look at it. I think we're getting into the second half here now, so there's more urgency for certain teams. And I think Florida falls into that category. They're, they expect it to be uh, higher up in the standings. I think they've played well. They just, you know, you find ways to win, and maybe what I'm reading is they found ways to lose instead, but they're a good hockey club. I know I've seen it firsthand, so I anticipate that if we're not ready to go, it's going to be problematic for us. So that's the way I'm looking at it, and I think the whole second half, Edmonton's coming in here, probably another team in the same boat, right, that figures they're, they should be higher up in the standings of what the expectation so and it keeps right on going you know so for me it's more about our level of play get to your level <clears throat> play to your expectation and then there's certain games you're going to get away with not being at that level uh and still win and other nights you're going to have to raise it depending on to your point the opposition and where they're at in their game <clears throat> you sort of answered it but florida their metrics possession shot very good very good yeah but their record is more towards what the metrics tell you? I do. Uh, but the record doesn't lie either. So what's going on within those metrics that they're they're missing? And you watch them against Colorado, right? They had the lead 4-1, to one, now it's 4-4. Four, four. So clearly they found parts of their game they've gotten away from for whatever reason. I can't tell you every night. Paul Maurice would have a better idea on that. But that particular night, they got a little loose. They gave up some odd man rushes, allowed a team to get back in the game. So that's probably what's going on a little bit is not locking down situational, playing good situational hockey when they need to. But again, I'm maybe speaking out of turn, but that's typically what happens to a team that <coughs> metrics are good, but record isn't. That, that player two inside the game that makes the difference in it um, hasn't gone their way. <clears throat> what are the challenges facing 
Well, I'm looking at more of their personnel right now because I don't, I'm sure he's had influence. He's had half the year. So you see more of a 1-1-3 neutral zone than maybe they've done in the past. So um, they, they tend to, to play their top guys more than may, maybe you see in other teams where it's more balanced, uh, attack-oriented. So those are the things that, you know, we saw in Winnipeg over the years. What I've seen is guys that, you know, Barkoff that can carry a team if he gets going. Uh, D that are up the ice, Ekblad has typically been that way. Uh, Montour's taken over some of that role from Uyghur. Um, and th that's what I anticipate, you know, we'll see a lot of as attack-oriented team. So we've got to be on our toes and support the puck and ready for it. If our awareness is good and we're supporting the puck, we're going to be going. We're going to be on attack mode tonight, and it's up to us to finish. You <clears throat> situation stuff. How much do you guys... We talk about it. it's hard to always practice that because you can go out there and say, okay, other teams, you know, we're, we're ahead, you know, but it, it, it's, you can't replicate emotion of the opposition in practice, urgency of the opposition, um, or lack of it for that matter. Uh, so, so for us, it's discussed a lot, and I think. The way we phrase that, Gosh, is don't beat yourself, right? There's 82 of these games. If you don't beat yourself in a lot of them um, and you have talent, you know, you're going to come out to me in a pretty good situation, right? And it always goes down to <clears throat> do you get the timely save? You know, that, that matters obviously as well. But the, some of the controllables are don't beat yourself. How do you do that? Uh, line changes, um, you know, uh, discipline. Uh, there, you know, there's l little things inside the game that you can control. Um, you know that 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 helps not give the other team an advantage. That that doesn't require talent, so to speak, right? Like these are things that you can you can you can be a heady line change awareness on um, things that are going on on the ice. You don't have to have talent to do that. That's just to me a mental preparation or focus that uh, we've tried to emphasize, and I think a lot of teams should and and do, and others maybe aren't, aren't as involved in those details. And that's probably the best word for it, detail. So when we do video, this is a detail. Stick, putting your stick on the ice, right? That's a detail in, in D zone as, as opposed to carrying it around. It, it's a habit, but you know, good details are good habits. <clears throat> How much thought do you put in uh, winning the division, winning the conference? Which, which comes first of that sort of stuff? Well, you've got to get in first, you know, to have a chance. And we've seen it, whoever gets in has a chance. Second, that yeah, home ice, the more home ice you can get, I think that, that's to your advantage. Whether your rec record dictates that, like people say to me right now, well, you're better off on the road. Well, you know, maybe, but at the end of the day, I think home ice is, is very valuable for game seven. I think it matters uh, in the end, early on, you know, the, the series sorts itself out, but it does matter, and I think most teams would want it, simply for the less travel, especially if you have ideas of going the, you know, uh, a long distance every time every less travel in every series can help you so that's the way I look at it it's it's get in and then yeah let's maximize our positioning so that you know we, we have that advantage of home ice down the road is all of that necessary no we've seen it President's Cups teams come and go fairly quickly uh, from year to year so you know for me it's hey where's your game at going into the playoffs you know once you do get in and where's your health those things are probably as, as important as anything um, you know, come April 15th. Nothing to report. None of them have started skating. Um, uh, I think uh, Theo's ahead of White Cloud. I, I can tell you that. How, how far ahead, I don't know until they get on the ice. 
Uh, Howie, we thought would be back out by now, so obviously a little disappointed it hasn't healed quicker, but uh, it is what it is in that regard. You had to touch on Mark Stone and just his season overall. He hasn't blocked as many shots as he usually has. Is, it, is that more so a product of kind of where he's at in the system, or is that probably... I don't know, because I don't know his game that well from over, like a detail like that or, or a stat like that, you wouldn't, you know what I mean? It's hard to just notice watching the game. So I don't have a good answer for you there. He, you know, I'm hoping he have as many as, you know, the players that play his position uh, five on five do. I know on the PK, he's not as much of a shot blocker as a guy with a anticipation with a stick. So that's how he's an effective PK guy and he gets pucks down the ice when he does. So, whereas other guys are, you know, shooting lane guys more often. So. I don't know if that has something to do with it. Uh, I don't think we've changed our kill a lot where that should influence that number uh, significantly. But, uh, yeah, I guess uh, I, I, I don't know the answer to that off the top of my head other than if I'd have to dive into some of those th those two areas. You mentioned the duos that you kind of have on forwards with uh, Carrier and Waugh, like good together, Stevenson and Silk, they're good together. The way you have the lines up right now, do you feel like that gives you the best option spreading out all of those duos? Yes, I think having those four centermen it makes us real strong down the middle 200-foot players. It's Stevie, it's Jack, it's it's Carly and, and Nick, and they're all playing their natural positions as well that they prefer to play. Stevie played very well on the on the wing, but I believe he prefers to play center, and I know the other three do. We've moved Nick out of there uh, to the wing at times, but in general, that's you know what they, they, they where they've played their best hockey, so that's part of it. And then the pairs, yes. So we've, we've, and we're trying to grow games from the cause of the world and the ammos of the world, so that you know you, you can balance. I think in a salary cap world, some of that is out of necessity, and some of it is just what we're trying to do going forward. So we're not a top line 22 minutes and the next 20, and, and then we would prefer it to be in the 12 to 18 for everybody if we could help it. And I think that just helps your team over the course of a season and a long playoff run. So that's. A little bit why we would rather go that route. At the end of the day, whatever helps us win the most games, if we have to load up. I mean, we did it at the start of the year. I felt it got us going. We may have to do it. Hell, it might start tonight. I don't know. But at the end of the day, I'd prefer it to be the other way. If, if you know, in a, in a perfect world, let's get balanced scoring and four lines all contributing. There is Bruce Cassidy at his meeting, uh, morning media availability. Uh, I, I like some of the talk about what they are going to face tonight against the Florida Panthers and a team that he believes has played better than a club that's outside the playoff spot in the uh, Eastern Conference. Yeah, I, I think the Florida Panthers are a really interesting team in that I, you know, you look at overall goal totals, right? Uh, they're right there with the Vegas Golden Knights. Both teams have scored 137 goals so far this season. And, you know, when you factor that in and you look at the Golden Knights, a, a, a first-place team uh, in their division tied with the L.A. Kings in points but better points percentage, uh, and, and then you look at where the Florida Panthers are just kind of six points out of a playoff spot, the, the natural tendency is, well, they're scoring enough, right? They're scoring enough to be winning hockey games. They just can't keep the puck out of the out of the back of their net. So for for a Florida team that I think can can make you look bad by virtue of how good they are offensively, you have to be wary of that. And not allow yourself to get into uh, a track meet or a high scoring game against this team. So what what that tells me is they're trying to break some habits. Mm -hmm. They're not scoring nearly as much, and that's with 
Matthew Kachuk being exceptional this year. Unreal. Coming in and basically swapping spots with Jonathan Huberto. So he's done his part totally. Uh, so they're, they're scoring some goals. They're allowing a lot more than they did a year ago. Yeah. Goaltending isn't as good. That That's uh, a fact. But they're breaking some habits from a year ago that uh, that they've got to get through. And maybe this is the time period. They they hung on. They beat Colorado, although that was touch and go. Did that snap them into place? Is it uh, this weekend? Is it uh, next week? It has to happen fast. But their, their goals, I'll just go goals for and, and goals against. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, they're scoring less, but still 3.26 goals a game. Yeah. But the drop-off from last year is 31st in the National Hockey League. That's how, that's more a compliment to how much they were scoring last year. They were prolific last Almost year. Almost like we thought that they might score five goals a game at, at one point, yeah. and they were they were over four. Goals against per game, they're allowing half a goal more, which is the shocking part. Mm-hmm. We thought that they would tighten things up a, a lot more than this. Are they still in between? That's what shows to me is they're stuck in between right now being last year's team and the team that they really want to be where it's affected them still scoring goals but allowing more is putting points on the board they're down 24 percent year over year Mm -hmm. in points gained in the standings that's by far the biggest drop in the national hockey league this year it's the largest drop off since the mid-2000s and the Philadelphia Flyers. Mm-hmm. Significant drop-off right now uh, for, the, for the Florida Panthers. Vegas, take advantage of that tonight. You don't care until you go to Florida and play them for the second time uh, when they really turn it around, and I think they do turn it around. Uh, Bobrovsky's got an opportunity to get in some rhythm without uh, Spencer Knight being available. Uh, I think they do, but uh, but they got they got to get going here. And they're when the game's on the line... Mm-hmm. And you're trying to stick to that structure. That's where they're getting caught. Third period goal differential is terrible, and they're allowing a ton of goals in the third period. Uh, on on top of that, uh, so it's not like they're just tightening up offensively. They're allowing a ton, and that's the most important part of the game. That's probably when you're thinking the most in sure. the game. Yeah, I mean you're you're trying to be perfect, right? And I yeah. think that a lot of that has to do with, as you mentioned, breaking habits. You you have to think in order to break some habits, but. You also need goaltending, and and frankly, Sergei Bobrovsky has to be better. You mentioned that he was good last year. You're absolutely right. He was. He was sensational last year. But right now, he's got to get on a heater. He's got to be a difference maker because as as much as you're talking about breaking habits, you're going to need a save here and there. And and right now, I just don't think the Florida Panthers are getting it. What, What you do is you become a lot better defensively, so you don't need as many saves. That's how this team gets into the playoffs. It doesn't get into the playoffs based on Sergei Bobrovsky becoming a two-time Vesna Trophy winner again and challenging for the for the best goaltender in the National Hockey League. I don't think that's a realistic option. The way this team has a path to get into consideration for a playoff spot is tightening things up and making him uh, less of a factor. The way Vegas approached this season, they had two young goaltenders. Unfair to put them in a position to have to win you the game or preserve a win. So you lessen the opportunity for the opposition to get good shots. You'll give them chances and, and looks, 
but you don't put them in a position where they have to come up with save after save after save, and that's what they did in the front half of this first quarter of the season. I mean, to a degree, sure, but the, the Florida Panthers are right there with the Vegas Golden Knights in terms of expected goals against. Like, they have been better defensively. They're not getting saves. Yeah. Whose stats are you looking at? Natural Statric. Exactly. You're just going to throw that out. Look, I've done Natural Statric, okay. or whatever you call it. Okay. I've done the comparisons here. And I'll, I'll have the conversation with you on the air. Sure. Absolutely uh, on the air. Be careful who you're leaning on for these things. Got it. Because I've got, I've got different people that give me numbers mm-hmm. that are subscriber-based and that teams use, and then the people that give out the numbers for free. What are they? Who are the, who's watching those games? Who's tracking the data? Who's writing the stuff down? I'm not saying it's completely tossed out the window, but to cite them as gospel is really all these sites, all these free sites is is just be careful throwing that out as super stats fact. I think they've been better defensively. I don't think they're getting saves. Okay. I watched a lot of the games. It's it's not terrible. I mean, but you can you can get you can get better at making the goaltender less impactful. Mm-hmm. And that's what Vegas did at the start of the year. That's where Vegas was really good. And that's where Vegas will continue to be good. And and I don't care whether you've got Patrick Waugh in that or you've got a guy who's in the ECHL right now has never played in the National Hockey League. If you make that goaltender l- less impactful, if you lean on that goaltender less and less and less, you're going to win more hockey games because you're not giving up as many good chances. And that's where Vegas was really good and trying to get back to. Health will, will do that. That's where, where Florida is, is aiming to. Yeah, well, one guy makes $10 million, so I would imagine that you should be able to rely yeah. on a $10 million goaltender to, to get you a couple of saves. Yeah. He's not giving any of that money you, you back, though. You, it, like, uh, my point is the Florida Panthers shouldn't have to minimize their goaltender. Their goaltender is making $10 million. He needs to make some saves. You know it doesn't work that way. You, you, you know it doesn't work that way. You, you don't always get what, what you pay for. And, and I'm never going to fault an athlete for going out and, and signing the best possible deal. Mm-hmm. But it happens all the time where guys get a big payday and they don't earn that, that money. He earned a lot less when he was in Columbus winning Vesna trophies, but he's getting paid for, for past performance. I commend him for making the money. Mm-hmm. Does he, should he come up with more saves? Absolutely. Like Logan Thompson, based on dollars, you're going to way more value Sure, out of Logan Thompson. Yeah. But if you ask Logan Thompson who, whose paycheck he wants, give me the other guy. Of and course. if you start judging paychecks, then, it's, then, then you change the way you judge all of professional sports if you're going to rate players on dollars accrued. I'm, I'm rating Sergey Bobrovsky Based his on percentage of the cap, yeah. the importance right. of his position. He's yeah. got to be better. Yeah, I know. Full stop. When, 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 you, when you're grading guys based on that, it, it changes how you value. And it's, it's hard to – it's borderline impossible for him to, to live up to $10 million. He because can it's be so, league average. It's so astronomically out of whack 
for a goaltender to make $10 million. Uh, we got a break because i got to get to some one-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League. Hey, do we have any tickets? Yeah, I was just going to tell you. You, you, want me to, you want me to chime in on the air? We actually Let's do have do uh, tickets. Let's do it. For, for which game? Detroit. That's next Thursday. Yes. Game number six of the seven-game homestand. So it'll be your, your last chance to see the Vegas Golden Knights for a while because then they go on the New York road trip, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. then it's the All-Star game. And then they come back, and they're on the road for two. Yeah. Because we were doing the math on we wouldn't see each other for three like, weeks. Three weeks. Yeah. That's going to break your heart. No, I don't think it's breaking Ryan's heart. I'm, I'm come okay. on. <laughs> I'll be okay. Come be on, okay. you guys. Now, it, 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 it hurts my soul. but Thank, thank you. Uh, so it's going to be uh, one of your last chances to see the Vegas Golden Knights for uh, around three weeks. Next Thursday, uh, we have two tickets to give you, 702. 876-1340. I haven't screwed up that number in a while. Uh, 876-1340. Be caller number nine right now in honor of Jack Eichel, and uh, we will send you to that game. We've got one-timers, news notes from around the National Hockey League. Coming up next on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insiders Show. Hey, congratulations to Tammy Staub. Going to next week's VGK game against the Detroit Red Wings on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. And I'm feeling so good. We got another pair of tickets right now. 702-876-1340. Dial it up. But if you're on the phone and it's ringing to 702-876-1340, you've already lost because I'm not taking one of the first five callers. Uh, Caller number 12 will win two tickets to next week's game against the Detroit Red Wings on the BGK Insider Show, and you can thank Ryan Wallace for these tickets. All right? He's the full meal deal when it comes You're to welcome. giving away these tickets. Yeah, uh, there you go. I want to give credit where uh, credit is due. Uh, you guys, uh, it's P.K. Subban night in Montreal. I don't know whether you've seen any of the video, uh, one of a dozen games in the National Hockey League. Uh, P.K. Subban's uh, retired from the National Hockey League, won a Norris Trophy uh, with the uh, Montreal Canadiens, has done a lot of uh, philanthropic uh, work uh, in and around that community and received a standing ovation when they introduced him, and he, and, uh, he got a, that, that ovation. He turned around. Who was standing there? Carey Price. Oh, Made nice. a surprise yeah. appearance. And they did the triple low five. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, it was uh, it was it was kind of uh, a wild scene. Uh, I don't think he ever should have won the Norris Trophy. I'm not going to take <laughs> it away from him. Uh, good on him. Uh, but uh, always wanted more from PK. But boy, could he create offense? For me, it, it's beyond what he what he did on the ice. Like he was such a personality, such a character, and and I think for. For P.K. Subban to be able to go back to Montreal to be honored as a Montreal Canadian, I think, means a lot to him. Um, and you know how much he did in that community, um, all the philanthropic stuff that he did. Like, I, I think he was a larger-than-life character. And to, to be honest with you, this game could use more people like P.K. Subban. Yeah, he, he didn't really – people didn't love it, traditional hockey I people. I I know. Yeah. But I'm not, I, I'm I not, think, but I'm not traditional hockey people. I think he moved the needle. Yeah, for uh, sure. So that that's good in, in a way. One uh, Olympic gold medal. I didn't like his uh, his sweater combination the other night on, on ESPN, but uh, I'm glad he's getting into that uh, and the broadcasting side. I've, uh, I think I was 
part of uh, one of his first ever broadcasts. He did some games with us in the junior hockey uh, vein during the one of the lockouts, uh, work stoppages in the National Hockey League. So good on a PK. He could create offense for both sides. <laughs> you you yeah. weren't sure whether you were getting a goal for you or, or for that whole adage. Is he playing left wing for me or right wing for them? Yeah. Uh, P PK could turn it over or he could go end to end or he had a beautiful slap shot that can make things happen. I uh, want to uh, get into something that's going to happen on Saturday afternoon at the Dollar Loan Center. The Henderson Silver Knights play. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter who they play because what really jumps out is they're having uh, Las Vegas Thunder Day yep. uh, where they're going to wear throwback sweaters to the old IHL Las Vegas Thunder. They're not going to be the same colors. But uh, go to their Instagram, the Henderson Silver Knights uh, old IG, yep. and, and check it out. These sweaters are amazing. They're gonna the boom boom is gonna be there, the mascot. Yeah, yeah. And you're 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 gonna get uh, special thunder sticks uh, to hold. And the cool thing is, Gage Quinn is gonna get to wear that sweater. Yeah, that's awesome. And his dad Ken yep. played for the original Las Vegas Thunder. So I'm really looking forward to that. And the television side tonight. Uh, Sharples is going to, to join me. Uh, he played for the Las Vegas Thunder uh, defenseman, so uh, we're going to have some fun with that. But I, I think it's cool uh, that they're going to celebrate and embrace one of hockey's first professional teams in Vegas. Yeah, 100%. Um, you can go to at Ryan Hockey Guy. I retweeted the. Did you? Uh, yes, I did. How do you do that whole retweet thing? It's just a button, Darren. Huh. That's all you got to do. I don't um, have that button on my phone. No, you do. You do. You just can't see it. Like I, my screen is just flat. Like there's no buttons you, you on gotta, my iPhone. Hold on. Hold the hold the phone a little bit closer to your face. Then you'll see it. Uh, huh. Yeah, I retweeted it. You can go to at Ryan Hockey Guy. It's a fantastic sweater. Um, Essentially the same jersey, just a, a little bit more gold, a little less teal, yeah. um, and it, it's awesome. I, I love the uh, I love the jersey, but there was also a, a hoodie that Logan Thompson was wearing that's phenomenal. Like it encapsulates '90s hockey, especially '90s hockey in Las Vegas. So uh, do yourself a favor, go out to the Thunder game, get yourself some memorabilia because it's awesome. Can I wear that hoodie on the air? I mean, like I've done the hoodie a couple of times. Hasn't stopped you before. Is it is it TVable? I I don't know that the hoodie in general is TVable, but you've done it before. I have some good so. TV. I have some good TV hoodies. I I'm not sure exactly um, what would make a hoodie TVable. Uh, this one's got a, like kind of a distressed denim look to it, it's so not probably not. Uh, do you know Jeff Sharples? Uh, so he. Defenseman in the National Hockey League, International Hockey League. He's a pilot now. Oh, nice. Uh, lives in Las Vegas. He, he played for the for the Thunder, made Vegas his home. And uh, he gives back. Uh, there's, a, there's a great uh, alumni of National Hockey League here in town. Uh, but he is just a cool, fun cat. Uh, and that's one of the guys. He'll, he'll be out with uh, as part of the NHL alumni program, uh, helping out uh, kids' teams in the grassroots level in and around town. So I want to give him a, a real shout-out and can't wait for this Saturday at the Dollar Loan Center when it comes to uh, Las Vegas Thunder Night uh, for the Henderson Silver Knights. Uh, Patrick Kane, remember we were talking? How hurt was he? Because he said he could have played, but he was being shut down. Were we wondering whether there was actually a trade in the works yeah. or not? Yeah. Well, now he's been placed on IR by the Blackhawks with a lower body injury. Retroactive. Sure. the start of the month. Yeah. Uh, but 
he skated for about 40 minutes uh, today. Uh, said he's going to miss his third straight game. Uh, this one against the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, he said it's been frustrating, but uh, yeah, they're, they're taking their time, which makes sense. I wonder during this step back for Patrick Kane whether he's had any conversations with management, Kyle Davidson, whether they've run into each other or had an opportunity to have coffee when he's not in the throes of the National Hockey League season about what he wants to do because that trade deadline is a little more than a month away. It's closer than you think it is. Do you think he gets moved? I think it is an absolute... But do you think he gets moved? I know what you're going to say. It's a must that he gets yeah, moved. Yeah, it's a but must. But do you think he gets moved? I'm I'm 50-50 on it. I, I really am. I think for for if I were if I were Kyle Davidson, flat out, I'm not re-signing you. I am not re-signing you next year. So let's get you traded now. Well, I'd re-sign him. I, I would. I'd re-sign him next year, even if I traded him. No, no. My point is, it, it's time for the Chicago Blackhawks to move on. It's time for Patrick Kane to move on. The only way you're going to get the haul that you could get for Patrick Kane is to have him agree to, tra- to, to waive his no-movement clause. If he doesn't want to do that, okay, fine. I'm not re-signing you next year. I want the assets I can get for you, the caliber of player. You never answered the question. I, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't have a read on it. I'm Last 50, one 50. for you. Do you know uh, Lupus Anovova? Say, say, I'm Nella sorry. Lupus Anovova. No. All right. You're about to know who Nella Lupus Anovova is. Okay. 14-year-old. Okay. Plays for Slovakia. Forward. She's at the under-18 IIHF World Championships. Yeah. Scored a beautiful Michigan. Okay. An unbelievable Michigan against Team Sweet, and it was flawless. So Lupus Ananova, uh, Nella Lupus Ananova, and that is a name just to keep in mind because it was she's 14 years old, 14 at the under 18s. That's the other part. The Unreal. kids today making this happen. Uh, check it out. Uh, those are your one timers uh, for this Thursday, January. On Fox Sports Las Vegas. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for catching up with Chapman. Oh, Christopher. Hi, Darren. So, uh, UNLV football coach Barry Odom, he knew hire. I took over from Marcus Arroyo. He spoke with the media today. Tomorrow is the first day that they can go out and start recruiting. Our, our pal Steve Cofield was down on campus in Maryland Parkway. For some of that, and uh, what I what I got out of it, and I, I found it to be very cool and encouraging, is Barry Odom says that the first day of recruiting, they are going to be on the campus of every high school in Las Vegas recruiting kids or football players to come to UNLV, and I I, I think that that's a good thing. It's a great thing for the kids who play here in Southern Nevada. Unfortunately, over the years, a lot of really good football players have gotten out of. Las Vegas, um, you know, Steven Jackson was one of them. Right now, the quarterback at UCLA is, a, is also a Las Vegas uh, kid. So I think it's good. You know, you build the program by recruiting local kids, and they let them lay the pillars or the foundation. And uh, look, I've been through this a lot as a UNLV alum, as a UNLV football fan. But I feel like this guy gets it, and I, I think it's a good thing. And it's time to finally start turning the page and 
hopefully, hopefully we can get a winning college football team here in Southern Nevada. It's been long enough. We deserve it. Yeah. Uh, Barry's going to be on with me on the pregame show on AT&T Sportsnet tonight. What a, and you know what's great? I had no idea that that, that was going to be the case. What, what, a, what a great way for you to promote that. I know. I, I love it. See, you and I. Uh, yeah, we got like that Jedi mind thing going you know, on. You know who doesn't fit at all? Wallace. Yeah. Yeah. He, like, he, he won't even come back now. He's, well, so, he's so mad that I trashed his analytic firm. Well, there's good cookies down where you guys are at. Where we're at? Oh, you got you to search. Oh. Pre-game show, if Wallace comes back on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Huh?